Welcome once again to Sweeping the Country. I'm Derek Walker, and I am excited today as we go back in time. We open the vault. For that, i got to check in with my partner. He's got the keys to the vault, and I think today we're talking to John Travolta. Hello, Mr. Jimmy Carter. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing fantastic. You know, this guy today, John Travolta, he is a cat with nine lives. (laughs) Some people are lucky to have one great film in their time that they're known by sissy spacek yeah. would be somebody Oof. that did coal miner's daughter she comes to mind mm-hmm. but travolta has had so many films i mean he had a television show that was very popular welcome back cotter oh i forgot and so about some that. people some people would even known him for that yeah yeah and then he was in a movie called carrie in 1976 oh, that yeah. i don't remember oh it was but a i remember a little movie. bit about carrie that was a horror it was scary. movie it was very but scary. then boom 1977 saturday night fever put and if things had ended right after that that was so huge yeah i remember that that. was a huge huge movie and so here's this guy that we have this image of okay and then he does he's been on broadway previously Mm -hmm. in a play called greece so he's the natural to go be in greece which is the next year 1978 and then okay he's got this danny zuko image yeah and he's got this dancing image from Saturday Night Fever. So what do they do? They do Urban Cowboy, another <laughs> iconic. I forgot Most, I don't about know, that. I can't think of another star that's had three different kinds of movies. And let's get started with this. You have the most interesting career, I think, of anyone in Hollywood, if you really sit down and think about it. I mean, it's been up and down and all over the place. I mean, how, how do you and, you, and everybody says you've just stayed the same. Is that true? Uh, probably, I mean, you know. Um, when things happen like that to you, 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 you tend to find who you are and, and uh, good and bad situations. I mean, some people are lucky to have one what they call career movie, and you've had at least three. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I've got daughters now that are real big on Greece. Mm-hmm. Does that movie have any affection to you? Yes, a lot, because it was a play I did for a year, uh, and uh, prior to that it was a play I loved, and uh, it's a film that I was very much wanted to be part of. So yes, and, and the idea that it continues to entertain through the decades thrills me to no end. Then what about the next generation that still likes Saturday Night Fever and it comes on all the time? I love that idea too. I'm, I'm very proud of that early work and I'm very proud of most of, of the movies I've done, you know, because at the time I chose them, those were the reasons, there were good reasons I chose them. And uh, some work better than others, but uh, I'm very proud and, I, and I'm proud that, that, that a lot of them have turned out to be classics. Nashville, you can't go without asking about Urban Cowboy. I mean, what temperature, what are you about that film? I've seen it, and it's a little dated looking sometimes, but it, it did catch a moment of history there. Yes, it did. And uh, I, I think it, it's as authentic to its geography and people as Saturday Night Fever was to its geography and its people. But I mean, it's just amazing. Someone has four career movies. Pulp Fiction has to, that has to be the one that you may have a special place in your heart for, though. I do. And that it's just a, it's, it's done things for you career-wise, which I know you're happy about, but I mean, it's a special kind of film, too. Well, it's, it's taken it to a new level where the quality and the quantity of work that's come my way is at a new high, and uh, I like that. Because even in earlier times of, of career breaks, I never had this amount of options. These, you know, it was never this abundant. I never saw you as a dark hitman kind of guy. You've played that in two movies now, and I sit there and say, wow, he's really good at doing that. You know, but did you know that was in you, that you could play those kind of characters? Um, I think that as an actor and being a child actor, 
you're you're kind of uh, honed to believe that any character is in you to play. Uh, that's your job. That's your ability. And so um, I can't say that I didn't feel that. When you see Broken Arrow, you're going to say, oh, my God. What do, I don't understand. I mean, this is like the career of psychotics, you know. Uh, yeah. If we stuck you, would you bleed as a pilot or as an actor or what? Oh, well, that's an interesting theory. Um, I think that uh, I'd bleed it as an actor that's flying an airplane or something. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you have a lot of passions, don't you? I, I, yeah, my, I'd say my passions are, uh, yeah, I do have a lot of passions. I do. I, I, I couldn't live without acting. I couldn't live without flying. Uh, my family, my friends, Scientology. I mean, you know, I have a lot of passions, and I have a, a great urge to want to see people do well and help them. Well, I had a small part in your career. When they did the testing for the whatever it was, Welcome Back, Cotter, a thousand years ago, what was the first show? Was that, was that it? Yeah, yeah. I was in the CBS test group. No kidding. In New York. They got me off the street, and I had to fill out the cards. Really? So I said you were good then. So. All right. <laughs> now, after all this, you know, we know him as a pilot as well. I didn't know that. You know, that's kind of been one of his things that he's done that he's been a serious pilot that's kept going. And <laughs> he lives in Ocala, Florida. And I, I think he's lived all over the place, but his main residence for a long time has been Ocala, Florida. And he, that's the place where he has the runway in the yard and has an airport with a Boeing 707 parked at his house. I was going to ask you, I thought, now that you bring that up, I had forgotten about that, but he bought a commercial jet, right? I mean, that's a big plane for a private pilot. He bought it uh, from Qantas, I think. And I'll be done. And, you know, he's just qualified to fly everything, including 747. So it, it's pretty amazing what he's accomplished. But let's go back to really the most famous role. And I think the most famous role has to be Greece. Is there a John Travolta movie that you consider to be timeless that you don't think people get tired of seeing? I have one in mind. Greece. Yep. Why is that? I just saw it the other day and I enjoyed it just like I've enjoyed it a hundred other times seeing it. Because it's a time piece, meaning it's set in a, a, a period. It's a period piece. And uh, it's classic subject matter. Everyone identifies with high school, and uh, it's it's very appealing in the way it's uh, presented. It was the stage show had the same exact effect, you know, a long time. Can ago. you watch that movie? Yeah. Or do you like really watching I, John Travolta I, movies per se? Well, the reason I love Greece so much is is because of uh, of what it meant to me as a kid. You know, I was 18 when I got cast in the um, mm. stage show, and then to get to do the movie was was quite uh, an honor. Because some movies are kind of dated looking. I mean, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Fever, you have to watch and say, okay, that was a time piece. Urban Cowboy is a time thing. You know, a lot of other movies are. But that one, just something about it, it just... Well, because it's so clearly a time piece. Mm -hmm. You know, we made Saturday Night Fever in the 70s, and even though we were, we were a few years after the fact of, of that fashion, and we thought we were making a, a period piece during a period, it reads as just a piece about a time that we were in, where, uh, where Greece was made about a, a mm -hmm. time 25 years earlier. Do you do what the audiences want you to do, whatever that is? Do you have some sense of what the audience likes with you? Like, this is a different kind of movie than Phenomenon. Michael's a different kind of movie than Grease. They're all very different. Your resume reads like a, you know, a cro right. crooked road there, because you do everything. I try to, to be different each time, because it, it also keeps me challenged and interested in what I'm doing. So if I can keep my interest up, I just assume that the audience will, will be in more interested. I think that it's not the audience's job to figure out what I should do. 
it's my job to figure out what I should do to entertain them. And we should go just because we like what you do and we trust that you've taken the time to yes. figure out what it is. Sure, because that's my, um, that's my job, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, it's like when you go to see a, a Picasso or something, um, you, you just know whether you like it or you don't, but you didn't tell Picasso how to, <laughs> how to paint it. That's right. You, you just know. want to see what he's done today. Yeah, and you may Absolutely. like it or may not, but it's his job to make the painting for you. How normal do you get to be? Now, I'm normal meaning what a lot of people do. Like, do you, is there some chance that I could be ever working at a fast food place and John Travolta would order a hamburger there? Absolutely. Especially when my son was uh, allowed to eat it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean working there? I don't want to work there. No, I not work there. You, you mean, you, you, mean you like show up? Show you, up? You drive Absolutely. Yeah. I. I, um, I mean, I could be working to drive in this tomorrow. Is my next. I time. look at fast food as dessert. Okay. I never look at it as the main meal. If you order a Big Mac, it's like instead of a piece of chocolate cake. Okay. You see what That's I mean? That's pretty normal. That's pretty good. Okay. You know, uh, something like that. How about music? What's on your car radio right now, or truck radio, whatever you drive? Okay, uh, today I listened to the soundtrack of Black Orpheus, the movie that was out years ago. Stan Getz's uh, album. Uh, I think there's a Frank Sinatra and a Barbra Streisand as well. So you're a classical, not classical in the Beethoven sense, but a kind of good standards kind of guy? Yeah, the, 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 the things that have turned into classics. Do you ever listen to talk radio, for example? Uh, I have. I have, and I enjoy that as well. How about flying the plane? Do you get to do enough of that? Yeah, once a week I fly. Just because you need to. It's not one of those things you can sit off six months and not um, do it. You can't do that. You can't sit off, but it's because I also like it. And, uh, and, I, and some, also because I have to. I have business often mm -hmm. every week, every other week. Too. Also, we read that you've been offered everything. I mean, I've never heard of it. Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. is, that a, is that a consideration of yours right now? Uh, yes, it is. Paladin? Have Gun Will Travel? That's a script that's ready to go when, I'm, when I want to do it. I mean, you're yeah. booked like through the year 2010 or something? Well, at least the millennium. <laughs> the millennium? Yeah. Well, I don't care. what it, Whatever it is, I like it. Well, thanks, Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you know, when you're a star like Travolta, who's won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture in Pulp Fiction, which was a, and now that adds a fourth movie, but that wasn't just him, Whew. Pulp Fiction, you know. That was a huge movie. There were a lot of people in that movie, but... Get Shorty was a big one. Another great uh, he was. Movie. I thought he was really good in Hairspray. But yep. you remember Hairspray was when he wore the fat suit, and you know, and that was a Broadway play. So he was kind of hiding in the character for that. But you know, when you're as famous as John Travolta, how do you deal with being a star? How did you survive John Travolta mania that was going on from '77 to what '82? Was that those three big movies there? Um, how did I survive it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I was busy and experiencing it. Did know? you know how, you know, that you were in every little girl's room in a poster and that kind of thing? Were you aware of that? I had a pretty good idea of what was going on, you know. Yeah, I, I think I did. Were you ever affected with vanity? Were you ever a vain person necessarily? Uh, you know, you get over that pretty quickly, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because when you start seeing yourself on film and in photographs and covers of magazines, you get used to it and suddenly it doesn't become as important anymore and you just look at it as a business uh, promotional tool to advertise your your product and that's what it becomes it, 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 you lose the vanity and as you can tell in my movies sometimes I care and sometimes I don't depending on where the character cares I've noticed that yeah or the character doesn't so uh, if you if you look if you work as an actor uh, and you think as an actor uh, 
vanity is only a question of the character and whether they have it or not. Because I was looking at some of these pictures, you know, I mean, look, I don't know what year that would be. 77. Okay. And then that was about the same time? 76. 77. There's a lot of attitude in this boy. Yeah. Did he have a lot of attitude? Well, that most of those, two of those are character shots from Saturday Night Fever. Mm -hmm. So that's what... Tony had an attitude. Right. And the other two are promotional shots for covers of magazines. Mm -hmm. So, but do you, you think of like John Travolta's like Coke, almost like Coke bottle, or like a product in some ways. Do you ever think of that? Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I think maybe a studio might mm -hmm. think of me that way, but I just think of my value as an actor to any given product, do you know, uh, mm -hmm. because I don't sell myself as a product other than the character I portray in a movie. That's my product. You know? Do you but watch TV might. news ever? Yes. A local, national? Uh, both. Do you, some people don't like to watch because they say it depresses them. Yeah, um, it could. Uh, depends on, you know, I, I have very small windows of opportunity to watch television. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not saying, recommending that people do or don't. I just find myself when I'm shaving, turning on the TV and watching it and hearing updates or whatever, current events. I mean, this movie paints a pretty accurate, unfortunately, picture of media today. When you watch the OJ trial and all the hoopla around that, the Princess Diana death, there's a lot of media, maybe too much media, but what do you do? There's not like an answer to the problem. Well, it's, you know, everyone has their job and mm -hmm. they're reporting what is seen. You know, uh, you know the scene in the film where the, the, the police are up on the roof looking through the window. Right. And they see me with a gun and children. Well, they think I'm going to hurt them. And in, in truth, I'm just telling just them a, a sweet here. story, waving around. Uh, they have to report what's observed. Where, where people get in trouble is the interpretation or misinterpretation of what is observed and then opinion on top of Have it. Have you been burned in like the press, like for example in print, when you know you've given this interview and it comes out some other way? Well, I'm a rare case. I haven't, I'm not your typically uh, uh, cynical guy regarding the press because I've been treated pretty well mm -hmm. in the press. I would say 95% of all my interviews and television uh, interviews have been excellent. and. Um, the expected two and a half to five percent has maybe been misinterpreted here and there, but I'm not. I, I don't have a lot of attention on that. I trust my my presence with the press. Mm -hmm. That is interesting because it seems like a lot of people get to be big at whatever they are, whether it's politically or otherwise, and people like to knock them down. It seems like that's the nature of the beast. I don't know if anybody's ever really beat you up on anything particularly. I mean, well, they haven't. That's why it's hard for me to go there where others might feel they have you know, uh, mm -hmm. correctly or incorrectly, feel violated. I've never really felt violated uh, in the legitimate press, you know, and um, I've been fortunate. All right, say hello to Lorianne Crook, who hosts the show. She's, you know, we, we, Lorianne, say hello to Lorianne. Lorianne, hi. I mean, it's enough John Travolta. We hear it all the time. John Travolta, John Travolta, she loves you. Oh, my God. You know, having a little notoriety, my, I mean, the, one of my favorite stories is I'm getting off a plane from London in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all having you fill out these cards, you know, for different things of what you're bringing in the country. And then one of them is a separate agriculture card. Okay. You know, are you bringing any plants and all this right, stuff? Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm walking off the plane and a guy in uniform stops me. Okay, it's going to be a spot check. Right. Sir, are you carrying any meats, vegetables, and something else? Yeah. And I went, I went no, sir, I'm not. And he went, I'm going to ask you one more time. And he was serious, wow. wearing a gun in a uniform. He said, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you carrying any 
meats, vegetables, or something else. And I was going to give us, yeah, I got a pork chop in my pants. Right. No, I mean, but <laughs> I did. And no, I was, I knew he was serious. He was serious. Yeah. And I went, no, sir, I am not. He said, good, because I watch you on TV all the time. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> so it. he recognized me from from television in the Boston airport in a uniform coming off a plane from London. I'll be done. So I have, I've had a little bit of knowledge of fame, but I can't even imagine what it's like for somebody like John Travolta. You know, this guy you play in this movie is a little bit, everybody's looking at him and kind of feels an outcast a little bit because he's special. At what age did you start feeling that way? Because you were starting to get, you know, your act, and people were had to be treating you a little different. Oh, you mean once I became mm -hmm. famous? Um, probably the first fall of Welcome Back, Cotter, when um, when I was being recognized from the TV series. You were know? you prepared for that type of um, fame and a success? A little bit, because uh, I had done some Broadway and some earlier television stuff, and. Um, on a lesser level, you know, I think it, my my career was on a good gradient for that kind of thing, and you know, I, I took it in stride, I believe. Are some days different than others? That some days you don't want to be John Travolta. Well, on the days I don't want to be John Travolta, I just don't go out. You know, <laughs> I make that conscious choice. Um, but you do have to make the choice you because know? you're expected to be John Travolta in the public. Yeah, and and I don't blame them for expecting that. So I make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind to confront the public. This is summertime now. What do you? What is your idea of a summer vacation? Ah, would I love a summer vacation? Oh, goodness. I mean, can you relax, first of all? Do you know how? I do know how to relax. Uh, a boat trip, a um, trip to Maine where I live, um, a uh, flying somewhere in my plane, uh, camping, um, the ocean, Carmel Monterey. So, I mean, yeah, there's tons of places and things that I'd love to do. But, but I can't right now. Yeah. Yeah, this is your time again, isn't it? Yeah. You gotta go ahead and do it. I'm going to, and uh, you know, there'll be a time where I'm I'm gonna have to take a little time off, but hopefully not too long. You know, I'd like more than three weeks. You know. Now this movie, you were attached to it before anybody else got on it. You apparently fell in love with the script early on. I did. What I, was the what it really just burned you? What got you going? Well, the thing that well, I, I felt very emotional about the script, but I loved what it said. You know, I loved that it celebrated intelligence, and and it made an, an, an intelligent person warm and uh, generous and um, giving. And I I thought that was an upward swing because we usually kind of celebrate dumbness in movies and, and uh, that's fun too but you know I, I, I liked the message and I, I loved the character of George I thought that he was um, extraordinary. These are all lovable characters you I mean Kira's character you kinda can't figure her out a little bit but everybody else is you want to spend more time with them the doctor He's wonderful. Even, you know, all these people you I mean you know Forrest Whitaker's character is wonderful. All the guys at the bar mm -hmm. are great and uh, yeah, you do. They're very inviting people. Could you ever live like that guy by yourself, be a farmer? Think there, was there any of you in there? I think that prior to my getting married and, and having a child, I probably did live a little bit like that, although he had a much more low-key lifestyle than I ever had. But yeah, there's something attractive about that, you know? Why not? You know, it's, it's, uh, 
he thought before he got struck with the genius, he thought he had about the best life that any one ever. Remember, he's in yeah. the bar with the, the beer. That was great. <laughs> and he's this great farmer. Have you ever raised anything? Have you ever grown a plant? Oh, sure. Ah, you're a farmer? Well, I'm not not really, but I, I used to live on a on a gentleman's farm in uh, Santa Barbara. Did you ever cut the grass? I have cut grass. And weed eat and do the good stuff like that. I have done all of that at various times in my life. I, I like weed eating for me is therapy. Yes. You know, do, you, do you do yard ever do yard work or anything like that or anything that you wouldn't have to do but you just choose to do? I have done that in the past. Yes. Because all soul is whatever relaxes your soul. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. You 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 choose things that are extroverting to you. And, and bring you outside of yourself. And I think that is definitely one of them. Did I hear there's a John Travolta album coming out from Rhino? They're going to find some of your own music and put it out? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing this rumbling. There's a disturbance oh in the force. Well, I'll tell you what. It's my fault then because I've been asked to record more. And, and, and if I did record something new, then they probably re would record that. But be, being that I've been unwilling to or... Didn't I haven't had the time to? Um, I guess they're they're putting together these old tunes, but I mean they're fine. They're just very dated and, and very. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I guess it's fine. All right, next time I see you, I'll bring in the CD. Uh -oh. I will pay my money. I will ask for an expense on it, but I will pay my money for a John Travolta CD because <laughs> okay. I had it on the album. I think when we were together. Nice seeing you again. Good seeing you. So good. So many movies. You know, I think of Greece. Obviously, I was I was growing up when that came out, and it was. Just a big deal for me, and I thought Olivia Newton-John was just it, right? Yeah. But it seems like I look at Olivia Newton-John, and some of the actors that he acted with, co-actors, co whatever you call them in the film. Co-star. Co-star. And I think that John Travolta has morphed his image. He looks great as he gets older. He shaved his head for a role, and he looked fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he just seems like he's not ageless. He's just aging gracefully. He's been in a lot of movies. I mean, really has... And some of them have been bigger hits than others. Yeah, some true. of them are kind of cult favorites, like Get Shorty. Love it. That movie is popular with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed this film. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I don't know that it did that well. Broken Arrow. Yeah, it was great action movie. They yeah. steal an atomic bomb or something. He was yeah. a bad guy in that. He was. I don't remember much about Phenomenon. Face Off was weird. Phenomenon. You know, he, he's he's played some bad roles. You know, bad guys too. Yeah. Good guys, bad guys. Yeah, yeah. And different yeah. things. And it, he's very, very diversified. Face Off and, was uh, a the, gr great movie. Um, that was the one with Nicolas Cage, right? Where they had yes, they swapped yes. their faces and they became two. They played opposite characters. With obviously, they didn't really swap their face, but that was good. But a phenomenon, I think, was with Jodie Foster, wasn't it? Am I thinking I, of the wrong I, You movie? know, it's all it's all blurred when yeah. you have to start looking so at all good, these titles. Yeah, because, so good. you know, unfortunately, he lost his wife mm -hmm. and he's lost his son, Oof. Jet. Remember? God, yeah. Uh, and he's had some real tragedies, but he still seems to keep a smile on his face. I know he's raised a daughter. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's been a good experience. And I always, I always see him saying, man, he's had everything in the world. And then he loses two things that money can't buy. Yeah. And I've, I've always kind of felt a place in my heart for John Travolta, basically a very sweet person, very nice. Uh, his religion is controversial Scientology, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's apparently brought him a lot of peace over the years as it has Tom Cruise and others, but John Travolta, what a fascinating guy. And you can tell by listening to him in the interviews that he's really a nice guy. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a thoughtful person and, um, uh, you know, I like him. I really do. And I really respect somebody that's done 
the work and the diverse projects that he has done all the way back to the early 70s. Incredible. And Jimmy, thank you for kicking the door the door open just a little bit on John Travolta. And, you know, as we do these interviews, we go back in the vault. I know there's so many. You have so many. But each time we listen and we go through the interview and I sit there and I think, wow, I like them even more. I listen to the interview and I like them even more. And it's almost happened with every single person uh, that you've pulled out of the vault. So I'm excited for what's next with us as we do this again uh, next week. That's going to do it for us this week from the EIP studios. I'm Derek Walker. He's Jimmy Carter. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Let's do it again next week. Until then, good day. Good day.